0: Hey, what do you say we talk some sports on Sports Central? Oh, yeah. Please try to curb your excitement. Oh, yeah. uh, just sit right there, will you please? Oh, yeah. Yes, just just play with your little tiny balloons, yes. Sports Central, yes it is. Brought to you by Spring Hill Suites. Let's talk to the guys. We're talking to Mark and Jenna. Oh yeah, Jenna.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah. No, but that is I really do like that. It's like a good like intro. It really gets you hype. Vibes are up. Vibes are up. Vibes are high right now. Let me tell For you. For more than
2: one reason. Before we get to this though, we do miss Ryan Buckley.
1: We do. Oh Ryan Buckley, where are you? Out in Mars that sounds like somewhere. the beginning of a
2: poem. Oh well, Ryan Buckley, where art thou?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, Jenna, uh, Jenna Sphere. Like Jenna like Shakespeare. Okay. Yeah. You know,
2: We'll snap for that. We'll snap for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, But big news, though. Earlier this afternoon, uh, in case you didn't know, the Major League Baseball was in a lockout.
1: What? A lockout? You you didn't hear that? No. Tell me more.
2: Uh, I will not. But only because it is over. After 99 days of uh, teams not being able to talk to their players, coaches not being able to talk to their players, that's over. Communication is back and forth now. And it is free. is key. Flowing. It's very any relationship. is very key. <laughs> it's, a, it's a huge, hi, major key. Yeah, major key. Um, but it's over. Um, so, kind of what to know and what's next. Opening day uh, moves to April seventh, and a full 162 game schedule will still be played. Um, some people didn't think that though, because the past couple weeks the MLB set like a soft deadline. Uh, for a deal to get done, and once the deadlines weren't met, they kept canceling these games. Uh, but it de- turns out that they weren't really, can- they weren't really canceled.
1: They're <laughs> <laughs> like, ah, jokes on <laughs> you. Yeah, <got> them. <laughs> um,
2: not really canceled. They're going to be playing double headers to make up these games. And now, actually, I just learned this. They they will be playing nine-inning double headers. Uh, last season they played seven-inning double headers um, just to limit the workload on players. Mm-hmm. Um, but now yeah, they're going back to 2 uh, nine inning games when they play double that's so. going to
1: be a long day it's for a long day guys. a long
2: day for like all the staff members too like who work in the stadium like the oh, grounds crew and oh everything goodness, I couldn't can imagine. you imagine that oh yeah.
1: no well
2: baseball's well, yeah, more, back more, more work more yeah. work for them yeah, yeah. yeah. But
1: I did, mean, that, that they're that probably is, excited that though. is
2: that was probably a key component to that to getting 162 games back because um, you were taking away hours from some of these employees that were mm-hmm. working at the stadiums um, so now they go, they'll get all those back which, which is, is awesome which is good um other things to note, really important for us, spring training camps open um, with a March 11th voluntary voluntary report date and March 13th uh, mandatory report date. Oh, um, so
1: this weekend they have yeah. until Saturday yeah, to tomorrow. get here. Wow. Saturday <laughs> wow. must be here. Yeah. Which, I mean, like well, you Sunday, said, is great. Sunday. Sunday. Sunday, yes. Okay, which, I mean, is great for the county and having the Tigers back down yes. here. It's going to be awesome. So, yeah,
2: that leads into this next point. The t- spring training games start a week from today, March 17th. That's crazy. To think uh, like earlier today we may not have had baseball for a while. And now all of a sudden we're having baseball here in Polk County at Lakeland Tiger Town next week.
1: So during this lockout are they still able to like practice or nothing?
2: They can train on their own. On their they just own? can't do okay. anything like um together. So like the team. Tigers players they couldn't they they couldn't be here in Tiger Town um, at the f- training facilities they have here. They had okay. to be on their own. Um and I'm sure a lot of them did. I mean, they have all yeah. Facilities all over the country. I mean, I'm sure, they were uh, training together, but just weren't under the supervision of the coaching staff, the training staff, um, different things like that. Different okay. things like that. So,
1: I was gonna say, I couldn't imagine coming back from like months off and they're like, Yep, you're gonna play next week. Wow! I mean, they're a different breed. I yeah. mean, they're like, They're usually, professionals. Yeah, you're the, they're professionals. So, but me, I would advise, <laughs> no, no give me at least three weeks. That's why
2: we're here and uh, they're there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nothing against you. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's more exciting against me. Yep, we can just keep going. And Buckley's not here. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, other key points. So it'll be officially official once both parties uh, ratify it. So that still needs to be done. But it looks like it's it's pretty much set in stone. I mean, they're going to be reporting tomorrow through the weekend. So um, other things to take out of this new agreement. Uh, playoffs expand to 12 teams beginning this season. Uh, and the National League- Excuse me, <laughs> I was so excited about this. The National League adopts the designated hitter starting this season.
1: Oh, so does that?
2: That's a huge change. So does
1: that is that when the pitcher can hit?
2: So now he's not going to be able to hit. Oh,
1: so it used to be. They used to be one. It one used allowed to be
2: and the American League, uh, they had the des- the DH. Okay. So the pitcher was not hitting. Um, the DH was always hitting for the pitcher, but now, um. And it was the National League that the uh, pitcher would hit. Okay. Yeah. So now pitchers are not going to be able to hit anymore.
1: Oh, I wonder how they feel about that.
2: I think they're probably going to yeah, be okay with it. They were like, eh. Like, that's ah, there's all right. no risk for me getting hit. Uh, no risk of me because a lot of times the big um takeaway from that was, or a big reason for this was, they would often would get hurt not often, but occasionally they would get hurt running the base pass because yeah. like they don't often do that. Do it, yeah. Um, especially these American League pitchers. When they go, when they, um, when they would play a game in a National League ballpark, they would have to hit. Oh, gee! And so they would never do that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Goodness. So that was always that was like an easy out for the National League pitchers going against an American League yeah. a pitcher at the plate because they never swing the bat often. I mean, oh, okay. like once a year if they if they happen to pitch in a, in a uh, National League ballpark.
1: Yeah. Hmm.
2: Yeah. Um. So, yeah, big news. Big news for uh, baseball, big news for Polk County. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're getting able to have, to have some the... tra- spring training games next week.
1: Yeah, the Tigers back. That would be really, really great. And I know that they're probably excited to get back, and you know, as a team and playing yeah. together and everything. So. And not
2: too far away from the uh, barbecue and the scramble that yeah. we just recently had a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So,
1: so it all kind of still feels the same. Tied
2: together. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. absolutely. And the big news does not stop there. Literally, like, ten minutes before we came on, I saw an alert on my phone. This is more NFL, switching sports here. But the Bears, um, they're attempting to finalize a trade that would send six-time Pro Bowler defensive end Khalil Mack to the Chargers. You know, the Chargers
1: are probably like send him, send him send my him. way. Yeah,
2: that's crazy though. <laughs> that's gonna change. I mean, that's that's big news. They're not big news has been all over this week in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers staying in. Uh, Green Bay. Yes. Russell Wilson getting traded to the Denver Broncos. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of interesting how that worked out. Because it felt like the Broncos were in on both of those guys. Mm-hmm. And once Rodgers said he was staying in Green Bay, it was like two hours later that uh, they had a deal to get Russell Wilson.
1: Yeah, right. Russell's like, oh, I mean, I guess. So it was almost
2: <laughs> like the, they already had a deal in place. Seattle had already had a deal agreed to with Denver. Mm-hmm. They were Denver was just waiting on Whether or not Green Bray was going to keep Aaron Rodgers or not. I
1: wonder how they feel though. Who? Um, Russell Russell Wilson? Yeah. He's like, well, well, I think he's
2: happy to get out of Seattle.
1: But he's He's like his second choice.
2: Well, hmm. you have to ask him. We'll try and get him on next week. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Um, But switching to more local, Jenna, the boys' basketball state finals happened last week.
1: Yes, so on the boys' side, Winter Haven um, fell to Point uh, Vedra uh, in the Class 6A semifinals. Despite having a two-point lead with a minute to play, um, Winter Haven could not hang on. Um, They came away with a 57-54 loss on Thursday night in the semifinals of the 2022 FHSAA Class 6A Boys Basketball State Championships at the RP Funding Center.
2: What a mouthful that is
1: right <laughs> no but despite the loss um Isaac Salazar led Winter Haven with 16 points six rebounds and four assists James chipped in 15 points five blocks and two steals and Jamie Phillips jr added 12 points nine rebounds four assists um Winter Haven who ended 22 and eight um outbounded Point Verde 23 to 18 and shot 61 percent from the field including 65 percent in the second half
2: yeah it was a great game. Unfortunately, it didn't go Winterhaven's way, mm-hmm. obviously, but um, still a great season, great opportunity for them to be um, represent- representing Polk County. They were the only uh, team from the county to be in the state finals. So that was yeah. cool for them to represent.
1: And I'm pretty sure, like, you know, the the, the bulk of the team will be returning next year. So yeah. hopefully, it'll yeah. be another, you know, quick run
2: there. Yeah, having a good core, a good young mm-hmm. core, so they can build around that and uh, prepare for next season where I'm sure they're going to be aiming to. Uh, Winning. Come back to RP Fighting Center. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then quickly a little baseball, high, high school baseball update. Uh, Auburndale beat McKeel Academy seven to two. Gavin Seven went three for three with a double, home run, and two RBIs. Giovanni Mendez went one for three with three, RB- three RBIs to lead the Bloodhounds. Uh, Garrett Frost singled home two runs. Uh, for McKeel, Alex Arroyo went two for three with an RBI, and KJ Scoby doubled, and Jonah Howell singled home a run. Fun fact about K.J. Scobie, he was on Sports Central TV uh, not too long ago. Oh. He is a uh, commit that's going to be going to Louisville. For, for,
1: for baseball? baseball. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's
2: so, awesome. Uh, but when we come back, we're going to continue our high school sports update and talk some more sports here on Sports Central Talk Radio
0: 96.7. Hey, but right now it's Sports Central. Sports Central brought to you by the Lakeland Ledger. And we are in here talking sports with Jenna and Mark.
1: Whoo! What a time to be go. alive. There you go. Right. High excited. energy room in here. The vibes are still high from the first song.
2: Vibes are still high. They are still <laughs> up. Oh man. That that's gonna be something to hear about tomorrow if uh, you Neil know, Duncan's still listening to this.
1: Oh yeah. I'm like vibes. What are vibes?
2: <laughs> what are vibes?
1: I'm just kidding. Neil's hip. He's a young man. He's hip. Yeah, he's hip. <laughs> Something
2: like that. Anyway, <laughs> um, picking back up where we left off, I believe we were talking some high school sports. Um, another high school baseball game we wanted to mention, Haynes City defeated Lake Region 8-1. to Cody Krantz and Brady Dory each had a pair of hits and drove in a run to lead Haynes City. Remington Young and Carter Heaton each singled home a run. Andy Colon pitched a complete game 6-hitter and struck out 8 uh, for Lake Region, Gregory McClelland had a pair of hits, and Kane Hayes driven a run. Uh, so a good game there by Andy Colon, uh, able to get a cl- complete game um, and-, and struck out a hitter. So uh, good for him, but he was outdone. <laughs> Bartos, uh Red Oxley just <laughs> I, dominated. I know. Just dominated. And- Barto won. <sighs> yeah, go ahead.
1: No, I was just going to say, and it's so crazy how humble she is, too. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like, I've met her a few times, and she's just very, you know, like, yeah. yeah another one
2: who we had on Sports Central, mm-hmm. man, uh, back in August yeah. of last year. Yeah, just an incredible person, uh, and still so, she's a junior, right?
1: No, she's a sophomore, she's I'm a pretty sophomore? sure. a sophomore? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Man. Yeah, it's crazy.
2: That is insane. But uh, uh,
1: back to this, sorry. sorry yes. I always get sidetracked when no, I no, talk no. about her, because she's, it's just so crazy. I couldn't imagine. Yeah. <laughs> So, on the softball side, um, Bartow did beat Lake Region 5-0. to Sophomore pitcher Red Oxley pitched a perfect game and struck out 17 of the 21 batters she faced. Offensively, the Yellow Jackets were led by third baseman Belen Gomez, um, D.H. Destiny Driscoll, center fielder Chelsea Brisbane, first baseman Morgan Grubb, catcher Mackenzie Gordon, um, right fielder Shayla Nar- Narkissi and shortstop Julia Heder. So, you know, I mean— striking out 17 out of the 21 batters that you face.
2: Yeah, that's incredible. I would have a prayer sitting in the the box against her. Yeah, I just. I wouldn't be able ball. to see it.
1: Yeah, I was like just please let the bat hit the ball. I don't care where it goes. Oh, comes. not just
2: even that. Just getting there alive would be a success <laughs> for me. Oh my no. goodness. What? Um and then some more softball. Lake Wales beat Hardy 6 to 2. Uh, Portia Castilea went two for three with a triple and three RBIs to lead the Highlanders. Uh, Kira Morris went one for two with two RBIs. Uh, Murphy struck out six and three and a third's innings. Uh, so a lot of good softball being played yeah, here and, in the county.
1: And even even better wrestling. I mean, we had two two big congratulations that are coming up. We have uh, Lake Gibson's Brendan Abdon. He solidified himself as a three-time Class 2A state champion. After uh, beating Brandon's Frank Diaz in a seven to one decision in the championship final Saturday at the Silver Spurs Arena, um, Abden early in the match scored two points on a double leg takedown. Later, he used a circle move to gain some more points. Um, the All American and the number one wrestler in his class eventually rode out Diaz on his back to prevent any escapes or reversals. So, wow, three times state champion. Yeah, that's incredible. For Brandon there, and then um, on the other side we have Kathleen. Uh, Senior Jeremiah Jackson um, won the heavyweight division at the Class 2A state meet. He pinned Liberty's uh, Brainsy Robles and finished the season 44-1. and And, yeah, he kind of has a a different little backstory. So I guess when he was younger, he was bullied. Mm. Um, And so in order to just kind of have an escape and just kind of learn discipline and different things like that, he took up wrestling and, you know, obviously— it, it really, really yeah. worked out for him, and he won his heavyweight division. So, you know, yeah, a huge that's congratulations a great, to the both of them.
2: That's one of the great things about sports, right? I mean, it's an outlet for um, people who just kind of want to get an escape from whatever maybe they're dealing with in their lives and, uh, mm-hmm. and can and go on and, uh, you know, just kind of take it all out on the mat or on the court or the field or wherever they're going, yeah.
1: Yeah, and then so on the girls' side, actually, like Gibson's sophomore Gabrielle um, Tedesoco, she was the highest finishing girls wrestler from Polk County. She finished second in the state in the 100-pound division after getting pinned by Mosley's Valerie Solorio. Um She finished 32-2. and two. So she mm. had an amazing season. No shortage
2: of mm. incredible athletes here in the county.
1: No. that, And even for girls wrestling. I mean, that's that's a newer sport, yeah. um, you know, for the high school. So it's great to see that Polk County is also excelling in that as well. Um, so, you know. Hats off to them, and I hope that their all their programs keep being strong and great. Jenna,
2: is there a place where all these uh, amazing sport at, high school sport athletes can gather, um, in one under one roof?
1: I think so. Really? I think June, is there an event that we have? I think it might be in June, June fourteenth. Okay. at the RP Funding Center. Does yeah, that ring a bell? That rings a bell. Oh, uh, do you know what it might be called?
2: The Polk County All Sports Awards.
1: Oh, ding ding ding! We have a there winner. There we go. Yep, that's it. Looking that's forward the to that.
2: It'll be an amazing time. Um, getting to celebrate all the amazing athletes and coaches and stories that we've had Mm -hmm. uh, come out of the county here in this past year.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a great, great time. You know, it's always a great event, so I'm happy that it's back again.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Sticking with uh, high school sports, some big news. Um, The Florida High School Athletic Association uh, on Wednesday released the new classifications and districts for high school football as part of the Metro Suburban Plan Uh, That the Board of Directors approved last month Jenna you have that list of districts that you can share with us
1: I do so for the class 4s district 7 that will be made up of George Jenkins Kathleen Lake Gibson in Lakeland Class 4s district 8 that will be Bartow Haines City Ridge Community Winter Haven Um, Class 3s district 8 will be Auburndale Davenport Gateway Lake Region Lake Wales um, Class 2S District 13 will be Discovery, Frostproof, Mulberry, Tenorock. Class 1S District 5, Bishop McLaughlin, Lakeland Christian, Victory Christian, Zephyr Hills Christian, and finally Class um, 1R Region 4: Bronson, Chieflin, Dixie County, Fort Meade, Hawthorne, Pahokee, Trenton, Wildwood, and Williston.
2: Wow.
1: Yep. So this will actually be the first time that Lakeland Christian and Christ, or Victory Christian will ever play football so wow. together or yeah, against be one cool. another.
2: Definitely looking forward to next football season uh, but when we come back we're going to continue our conversation about some national sports here on Sports Central Talk Radio
0: 96.7 Oh yeah Sports Central rocking through the night Sports Central brought to you by Spring I'm sorry Staybridge Sweets well we got it there Doing Sports Central this afternoon and ready to go is Mark and Jenna. A lot of sweets we like um, here in Lakeland.
1: Yeah, we have yeah. many sweets. Both
2: amazing, both amazing, yeah. both the Spring Hill and the Saybridge. Um, so big thanks to both of them and their partnership. Yeah, a lot of rain this week.
1: I mean, I think we needed it, though.
2: Yeah, it hadn't rained in a long time. It hadn't rained that's in that's a really
1: long time. Yeah,
2: we were out there at Holloway Park, and it was tough to get those stakes in the ground. Oof, oof. Even tougher to get them out. I don't even don't even get me started on that. Oh. Yeah, you weren't even there for that, but uh, it's okay. It's all right. I figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, it kind of feels like summer, right? Like no rain in the morning and then just the afternoon comes and yeah.
1: boom, it pours. The floodgates open. I mean, I looked outside today um, at the window and you couldn't even see, like, in front of you. That's how hard it was really? raining at the office. Yeah. And I talked to some other people, like, in Lakeland. They're like, oh, it's sprinkled here. It's just so crazy wow. how it works and, you know, the percentages and. Huh. Alex. Alex knows all about that, so we'll he's leave that great, to him. He's a great weatherman. Yeah, he is. He should have been a weatherman. He is, but, he's no, he's an inspiring meteorologist.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, but continuing on our conversation about the NFL, um, the NFL offseason is just incredible, in my opinion. What do you think?
1: I don't really pay that much attention, if I'm being honest. Hmm, that's okay. I
2: appreciate your honesty.
1: <laughs> I was like, I could lie, but I'm like, eh, no, eh. I appreciate your honesty. Eh, no problem.
2: But it's fascinating, like – even the NFL offseason, it seems like, steals the headlines away from these other sports, whether it's a free agency move, a trade, coaching, uh, retirements. Tom Brady obviously retiring earlier this earlier this um, offseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, but some key dates to look out for the rest of the way, if you are a big NFL offseason fan like myself, unlike Jenna, <laughs> um, March 14th through the 16th, teams are allowed to contact and, and enter negotiations with unrestricted free agents whose contracts expire at the start of the league year, so pretty much players whose contracts are up with the current teams, uh, once the league year flips over to a new year, um, they can talk to they can start talking to teams and hmm. um, get some contracts in place. Um, and then March 16th at 4 p.m., the league year officially begins. So any agreements that are or any contracts that are agreed to. Um, they won't become official until the new year starts. So even like some of these trades that we've seen, they won't become official. So teams won't be able to talk about them until the new year starts on March 16th at 4 PM. Okay. Um, and then some more dates, March 27th through the 30th uh, is the annual league meetings. Um, these are where the owners get together with um, some other, you know, key decision makers in the NFL and they come up with some rule changes um, or any kind of rule change, whether it's about the uh, gameplay on the field or whether it's, um, you know, contract, draft, anything like that. Yeah, I, um, I
1: actually heard a joke. It was talking about how it was so crazy that Tampa um, went to the Super Bowl and they played in Tampa. Yeah. <clears throat> the Rams, uh, well, you know, played in the Super Bowl and they played in L.A. And they're like, well, and they both won. Yeah. And they're like, you know, we can't have that happen again. You know, yeah. we'll have to send it to somewhere that we know Which, won't win. And they were like, we'll send it to Dallas. Dallas. Oh dang! Like, yeah, and I was like, oh, poor Dallas dang. fans. <laughs> yeah,
2: sorry, Dallas fans. Yeah, stick with us. <laughs> it is crazy though, because like the entire NFL history, that had never happened. Mm-hmm. A team hadn't even played in their own, like the host team for the Super Bowl, never played in that in the Super Bowl.
1: And then boom, back to back, back
2: to back years, and they both win. Mm-hmm. It's wild. It's crazy, uh, but then one of my favorite events, the NFL draft, April twenty eighth through the thirtieth. Um, so be on the lookout for some of your favorite college players as they enter the pro ranks. Um, let's see. NBA. What happened with the Magic recently, Jenna?
1: So the Magic won their last game 108-102 to 102 on the road against the New Orleans Pelicans, improving their record to 17-50. and 50. Cole Anthony led the team in points and assists with 17.3 and um, 5.7. Their next game is tomorrow night in Orlando against the Minnesota Timberwolves.
2: Yeah, kind of a rough, kind of rough start for Orlando, but um, they are five hundred over their last eight games. Um, so playing some, playing more consistently um, as of late, which is always a good sign. Kind of up and down. I mean, young roster, um, but you know, hopefully one of these one of these days they can they can they can figure it out. Hopefully, more. yeah. Um, then for the. Miami Heat, who are on the other side of the spectrum here in the in the Eastern <laughs> Conference standings, uh, they're at forty four and twenty three. They are top in the Eastern Conference. Uh, they look to rebound from their most recent one eleven to ninety loss to the Phoenix Suns a couple nights ago. Uh, they host the Cleveland Cavaliers at eight p.m. tomorrow night. Um, at forty four and twenty three, as I mentioned, the Heat lead their division by twelve games and are leading their conference by two games over the reigning. Uh, defending champion Milwaukee Bucks. Hmm. Uh, Tyler Hero leads the team in points with twenty point seven points per game, and Kyle Lowry is the assist leader with seven point nine assists per game.
1: Remember when Tyler Hero came out of like nowhere? Yeah, like he was just like the talk of the town, and everyone was like, "What? He did something during a game? He did? He made like a face or something?" And everyone went nuts, and then mm. everyone talked about him. He Can't was, be like, making the faces. I don't. I don't remember. I don't even remember what it was. But wow. Well.
2: That's a captivating story right there.
1: No, it's just wild that they, <laughs> you don't know these people and they all of a sudden, like, their household name. Yeah, it takes and, a moment. Yeah. It
2: takes a moment. Even if it's the wrong reason, too. Like, Grayson Allen. Oh. Like, see, everyone has that same reaction. Every like, name gets mentioned. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, some of the tripping violations he had at Duke and then even carried on to the NBA. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, yeah, it just takes a moment for people to kind of get an a, uh, idea. Yeah. Perspective of you, yeah, and, um, and it's
1: crazy how how fast it is too. Yeah, like his life's probably changed forever. I mean, it was probably changed already, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it was been, in
2: NBA already, so. Yeah.
1: But now he's even bigger. Yeah, so. he's even
2: bigger. Mm. Uh, let's talk about some future NBA and potentially WNBA players. Um, with March Madness coming, uh, right now college basketball they are in their conference uh, tournaments. So, of course, the winners of all these conference tournaments get an automatic bid, um, so they won't have to sweat too much it or not they will make the big dance, uh, but Jen, you want to start off talking about um, some women's bracketology, some science over there about who's going to make the bracket.
1: Yeah. So this year, um, you know, it's going to look a little different than it did last year. Um, fans will be back in host cities for the first and second rounds, as well as four district regional sites will all will also return. The biggest change, however, is the shift to a 68 team field. Um, from 64 previously. The women's bracket Mm. selection also moves up a day to Selection Sunday. ESPN um, will also have that broadcasted live for you so you can, you know, take a look at it. Yeah, shout out to them. (laughs) Um, So kind of who they have going in as their top overall seed is South Carolina. First team out will be Northwestern and last team in will be Dayton.
0: Mm.
1: So kind of a conference breakdown of what conferences are making up this tournament. Um, You have nine out of the SEC Eight out of the ACC, six out of the Big Ten, six out of the Pac-12, six out of the Big Twelve, two out of the Big East, two out of the American, two out of the Atlantic Ten, two out of out of the MVC, and two out of WCC. Not really sure what the last two are, but moving on. And then on the bubble, last four buys: South Florida, Arkansas, Washington State, Missouri State. Last four in: Missouri, Florida State, Villanova, Dayton. First four out. Northwestern, Boston College, UCLA, DePaul, and then next four out would be Alabama, South Dakota State, Duke, and Marquette. So that's kind of their um, look into what yeah. they think will happen during. Yeah, the-
2: kind of some more parody as of late. Right when women's in women's basketball it used to be UConn. I mean, UConn every year it seemed like they uh, were at mm-hmm. the top of the pack, uh, top of the pack, the lead of the pack. Leading yeah, it? let's yeah. go. Let's go with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have no phrases today, Uh, but it used to be UConn, uh, and they're still at the top, but now it's, you know, there's Baylor and uh, South Carolina, obviously, as a top seed. A lot of SEC teams, as you mentioned. Yeah, Um,
1: I actually, I don't know her, but a girl from my hometown is actually on South Carolina's team.
2: Wow. Mm -hmm. Cool. Maybe she'll bring home a a national title.
1: Yeah, I'm hoping so. I mean, they're, you know, I hope. That's it. I hope. All we have is hope. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, <laughs> we have so. Uh,
2: moving on to the men's uh, side of things, the top overall seed is projected to be Gonzaga. Um, they, of course, ran a deep run in the Final Four last year. They had the first team out as being Indiana. Um, sorry, Neil Duncan again. Mm. We're shouting out Neil a lot today.
1: Yeah. We care about him. Yeah.
2: Uh, last team in is projected to be SMU. Uh, and looking at the conference breakdown, uh, the Big Ten is projected to have eight teams, Big East with seven teams, Big 12 with six teams. Um, SEC with six, ACC with five. Uh, the Big Ten last year had the most teams, that, as well as predicted to be this year, and that didn't matter. They were almost all out in the first weekend. So you never yeah. know um, how this is going to shake out. Uh, but we are excited. Um, I always love March Madness.
1: It is. It is a really. It's really truly fun madness, time.
2: and we saw a bit of that last week with the uh, top seven teams all losing mm-hmm. uh, the first time on the same day um, in the history of the sport. Um, So you never know what can happen in March. But when we come back, we're going to bring it back some more uh, local update. We'll talk some Lakeland magic, some Florida tropics, uh, our local colleges, and some local events when we return
0: on Sports Central Talk Radio 96.7. Talk Radio 96.7 Sports Central. Fourth and final segment brought to you by Jimmy John's Freaky Fast. And now the two people who usually end up freaking my freak – Here's Mark and Jenna. <laughs> I didn't. I had no idea we did that to you, Eric. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah,
1: I'm sorry I'm for sorry. that. I didn't know that yeah. that was happening. I'll try and be better. Yeah, we will.
2: Try and be better. Um, last segment, best segment. Jimmy John's, of course, Freaky Fast. Freaky Fast players I think we can find on the Lakeland Magic and the Florida Tropics. Am I right?
1: I think you are very correct. Thank
2: you. It was going to be awkward if you said no. Because <laughs> um, we're talking Lakeland Magic. Um, this time last year... The Magic went on a tear, in the Walt Disney World bubble for the G League uh, playoffs season and playoffs uh, culminated with a championship victory over the Delaware Bluecoats. Um, this season looks a little different, not as good a start for the Lakeland Magic. Uh, they are four and a half games back of a playoff spot, with just 12 regular season games remaining. Uh, Lakeland has all the confidence in the world, though. And they have what it takes to make another storybook run. Uh, and based on their recent play, winning three of their last four and five of their last eight, um, another postseason berth, not too out of sight. Uh, their offense over the last eight games, ranking number one in the G League, uh, continues to be a large part um, of their success and largely because of their strong chemistry they've built. Um, it's really helped having more consistency in their lineup on their roster. Mm-hmm. I mean, earlier this season, COVID was just um, rampant in the NBA that affected call-ups off the Lakeland Magic team up to their Orlando team. Um, so now they're having more consistent playing time together, uh, able to get some more chemistry and uh, get some more success. Um, so they play tonight, though. The Magic take on the Delaware Blue Coast tonight at 7 p.m. Uh, get a championship, replica championship ring. Oh, you're not going to get the championship ring. <laughs> <laughs> you're going you're gonna to get a replica championship ring um, tonight at 7 when you uh, go cheer on the Magic.
1: No, oh, that's exciting. And it's um, definitely exciting because they're playing who they beat. Yeah. yeah. So, and you get. Yeah, you ring, rub it. So they're they're kind I of rubbing. They're kind of rubbing in their faces too. So they better. Oh, run.
2: remember this uh, championship ring we got when we beat you guys? Well, we gave oh, it to everybody in the stadium. We're giving it to everyone coming. Yeah. <laughs> so take that. Accept you. except yeah, you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Except for you guys.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and then on the Florida Tropics side, the Florida Tropics longest road trip of the major arena soccer league season five games came to a close on Sunday with a nine to five win over the St. Louis Ambush, giving the Tropics four wins in that stretch. Florida um, remains in first place in the Eastern Division with a 14-1-1 record, good for 41 points, 12 more than the second-place Baltimore Blast, who have played two more games in the Tropics. Those two teams have also two games left against each other in the regular season, March 20th and April 3rd, both at the RP Funding Center in Lakeland, so definitely be out at those games. Um, So like we were saying, the Tropics will return to the RP Funding Center in Lakeland next weekend for their first home game since January as they host the Tacoma Stars, um, and this is a special Star Wars-themed game, which includes Star Wars Tropics jerseys that will be auctioned off um, after the contest. The the game starts at 3.05. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because Star Wars is so popular. Right. I mean, I'm not, I've am not. i never seen Star Wars, but you and Zim, you, you guys need to be there. <laughs> uh,
2: of course, you can find your tickets for the either the Magic, Lakeland Magic in the Florida Tropics at rpfundingcenter.com. Uh, moving more, a local college update. Um we just have amazing teams all over this county. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the number one Southeastern University Fire baseball team defeated the University of St. Francis uh, fighting Saints by a score of 11 to 6 to improve to 26 and 0 on the season. Wow. That's, that's amazing. I think it's, it's their best start in uh, team history.
1: I bet. Um, yeah, hard to beat that. <laughs> uh,
2: Southeastern opened up a 10 1 lead over St. Francis in the bottom of the sixth, with six runs on three hits. Um, junior infielder Isaac Nunez. Highlighted the big inning with his sixth home run of the season. A three-run laser over the right field wall. He finished the day three for four with four runs batted in. Uh, and they're actually playing Indiana Tech right now. So maybe they're moving to 27-0 yeah. in a few minutes. Well, um, good
1: luck to uh, Southeastern during that game.
2: Yeah. Uh, Jenna, how about Weber? What are they, what are they up to?
1: Um, the Weber International Warriors baseball team hosted the Blue Devils of St. Lawrence Tech University on Wednesday. The Warriors continued their good form at the plate, driving in 16 runs to win their fourth game in a row. Um, The Warriors are currently twenty-four and four overall. Begin the season receiving votes in the NAI preseason poll and following a red-hot start of the season, have now jumped to number fifteen in the nation. Um, Yeah, there are now five teams from the Sun Conference in the top twenty-five. Yeah, it's incredible. It Um, is.
2: All these teams, especially here in Lakeland, or not Lakeland, but Lake (laughs) Wales uh, and Babson Park, um, crushing it as well. So, Mm -hmm. congrats to them. Uh, moving on some local events really quickly, um, we have the Central Florida Showcase, a YBOA event March 12th through March 13th, um, basketball at the Auburndale Community Center and the Kelly Rec Center in Lakeland. Uh, of course, RESTMAT and PFX, um, college baseball and softball happening at various sites throughout the county. Um, USFA, a Pot of Gold um, softball event uh, March 12th through the 13th um, happening at the Bartow Softball Complex and Christina Park in Lakeland. Uh, and the President's Cup, uh, FYSA event, March twelfth through thirteenth, over at Lake Myrtle. Um, if you want to see all the more all more events that we have happening around the county, uh, go to www.centralfloridasports.com.